It's Ian Altman. Our guest this week is V Band. Z is the co-founder and CEO of Contactually, which is a CRM that empowers professionals in real estate, consulting, and other professional industries to build authentic relationships. In fact, in full disclosure, I use Contactually, and we use Contactually in our business, not because they give it to us, but we actually pay for it. Zibi founded Contactually in 2011, and after raising about $12 million in venture backing and growing the business to tens of thousands of customers, they just recently sold Contactually to Compass, which is a fast-growing unicorn, if you will, with over a billion dollars in backing. We're going to discuss the biggest mistake that people make when it comes to relationship marketing. We'll talk about how you prioritize the difference between what's important and what's urgent and specifically things that you can do to help stand out for your customers. You're going to learn a ton from Zvi Band. Zvi, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ian. Well, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, so you just sold Contactually, and that's an exciting thing because now you've got, now you're part of Compass and it's this whole new endeavor. But Outside of that, what's something surprising about you that our audience may not know? You know, honestly, I think if you look at my external presence, um, you know, you see kind of, you know, out, you know, like extroverted person, you know, like on stage all the time, like obviously like you, know, you and I know each other, like we can both be in rooms and working together. I'm actually an insane introvert. Like most of my friends and my family know me as like the quiet guy who doesn't talk. Um, like to to the point like freshman year of college, I seriously considered going home every single weekend because I didn't want to talk to people. Um, so most people don't realize like, wait, seriously? I thought you were like on a you know the captain of the football team kind of thing. I'm like, no, 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 that's definitely not me. <laughs> well, you know what? And it's funny for somebody who has been the CEO of a CRM vendor to now have you know, for people to hear that. I think is pretty cool because it kind of highlights this notion of, and it debunks the the idea that effective people in sales and effective leaders are all extroverts, which is not the case. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as you unpack it more and obviously, you know, Todd, Her our friend Todd Herman has, you know, his book, The Alter Ego Effect, which kind of, you know, expands more on this different persona. But for me, it's more that I think because I am naturally not akin to, you know, to networking and tour, just going and working a room or reaching out to people I don't necessarily know that well. Um, it's caused me and others to be more um, you know, strategic in that approach. And that's honestly a lot of what ended up uh, going into this book is that, you know, you have to be intentional and in, in your approach and be thoughtful about what exactly you're trying to do. You know what? And that that level of being intentional, having a process, is obviously so critical. And we're going to get to the book. Um, success is in your sphere. But before we jump into that, what's the biggest misconception that you see that people have, or mistake that they make when it comes to building relationships in sales and marketing? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest mistake is because we are dealing with people. Right. There's oftentimes this ickiness around, you know, treating that as a asset and a resource and therefore applying a strategy behind it. 
But you know, we really do root ourselves that you know, if you believe that relationships are your most important asset, then just like you know, that financial asset or that home asset that you have, you know, you need to be prescriptive and strategic in your approach. That you know, most people say, "Oh yeah, I just I want to be better at staying in touch with people, and I want to be better at networking." But if you asked any of them, "Well, what are you going to do today to be able to further that goal?" They wouldn't necessarily know where to begin. And so I think it's you know, that most people treat it as a New Year's resolution, not really a strategy. You know, I, I think it's I think it's great insight because the one thing that I see with people, especially in sales roles, and I see this through the C-suite, is people who will say, "Well, gee, I don't want to bug this person." And what and the way I often rephrase it is, they'll say, "Well, do you feel that you have something of value for your contacts, the people who you should stay in touch with? Do you feel that?" From time to time, you might offer something that could really help their business. And they say, yeah, okay. Then do you realize that by not staying in touch, you might be in a situation where they're struggling with something you could help them with, and they just don't know it, and neither do you. And then instead of it being a hunter and hunted mentality, it's almost more like a physician's mindset of, look, I'm trying to find people who have a condition that I can treat. And if I don't reach out to them and check in occasionally, then – I might overlook a condition that doesn't have to get so severe. Exactly, right? You know, another way that we phrase it is, you know, if you believe that people do business with people they know, well, not only do you know they want to know the people that they're going to work with, and therefore it's your job to be proactive and staying in touch, but it's also your job to make sure that you're building, you know, a business and a client base that you want to work with, right? You know, how how many people do you and I know that have felt so close and connected with their clients that they invite them to their wedding or their kid's birthday party, things like that. Now, obviously, we don't necessarily need to go to that extreme with every person we work with. But to some extent, you know, I, I got this, you know, I got this advice very early on that a business is formed more by people you don't work with than by people you do. Um, and so that's why I think, you know, we should be intentional to make sure that we want to work with people. You know, I love that idea because it's just too often people either look at it as, well, I'm going to reach out to this person right now because I think I have something to sell them. Or it's a matter of, well, I don't need to reach out to this person because I have nothing to sell to them. Instead of, hey, look, if I maintain a dialogue with this person, then I might actually be top of mind when they have the stuff that we're good at. I might actually be top of mind when one of their friends or colleagues at another company has an area where we can help them. Oh yeah, no, I, I and I love that approach. And that's honestly again going back to my own experience, you know, I am not the sales guy here, right? I am not the guy to drive a cold hard pitch and try and get, you know, kind of the one call close. That that is not my world. And so sometimes, you know, to the point where I'm even just telling telling you know, the person I'm working with directly to them saying, hey, I'm not trying to sell you now. I'm not trying to sell you tomorrow. I just want to make sure that you you and I maintain a relationship when we're staying, staying relevant to each other such the point that when you are ready to buy, when you are ready to start exploring, you know, you're willing to reach out to me. And so my primary goal in business development is, again, not just to try and drive a sale but to drive – Try and make sure that they reach out to me when the time is right for them. Got it. And and let me ask you this. So obviously, I mean, I've been using Contactually for years. So it's easy for me to say good things about Contactually. 
and it really helps me and helps my team stay in touch with our clients. What I really want to focus on, though, is on the book. So this whole idea of successes in your sphere, what prompted you? What was kind of the motivation to write the book now? Yeah, it's, it's really great question, and this is something that you know we we took a while for us to get and get around to this. So we created Contaction because I saw how powerful relationships were in my business and wanted software to be able to help, frankly, plug the holes, right? You know, I would meet someone for coffee and then two weeks later completely forget who they were. Or I was so focused on the top of my inbox that I would never think about anything else that happened afterwards. You know, send out a proposal and on to the next one. A client project would roll off and you'd never engage with them because you're so focused on what's next. And so that ended up being what we decided to solve with Contactually. But, you know, like any strategy, you know, can, you know, contactually like needs, you know, or the, the whole idea of relationship marketing, you know, you need people, process and systems in place and contactually in what we, the software we built, well, it's really just a tool, right? But, you know, just like, you know, a, a chef's knife doesn't necessarily make you a great chef contactually doesn't necessarily make you a great relationship builder. And so people kind of kept coming to us and they were using contactually, but they were thirsting more for like, well, you have these buckets. Well, who do I put into buckets? And I see you have the ability to reach out to people and to build email templates and campaigns. Well, what should I say and when? And so we saw that we needed to pull up a level and capture all of the information that we've learned around how to build good relationships that came about by engaging with all of these amazing contactually customers over years and capture that in one place. So yeah, I mean, the book was definitely built as a way, you know, more as a companion to contactually. Again, just like, you know, you know, taking a really great, you know, cooking class will help you, you know, be a better chef alongside with those great tools. You know, the book would be able to help you be a a great relationship marketer alongside contacture other tools you use. Um, and it was also honestly my personal mission is I wanted to make sure that, you know, the books last longer than software, as we all know. Um, I wanted to make sure that the, all the knowledge we had captured over years and years would outlive, you know, uh, uh, any one particular company or piece of software. Got it. What, what are some of the, what are some of the most surprising things that, that you learned just from interacting with clients and people who have been using Contactually, what are some of the things that are in the book that maybe were surprising to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, what came down you know, after years of research behind the book and to understand that is it really comes down to one very simple issue that we face these days is the balance of doing what's important versus doing what's urgent. And I think that this, if I were to you know, boil down all the issues and everything into one simple thing, it really comes down into that, is that we, we as human beings, we are so focused on urgent and technology companies and the world around us takes advantage of that, that we oftentimes lose sight of what's important in our business. And so, so much of this book is really built around fighting back against that and how do we make sure that we're willing to spend time around the important thing. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so give, me, give me an example of that notion of urgent versus important. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a perfect example of this is just even in 
time management and availability. Um, we, you know, relationship building, as we were just talking about earlier in the show, um, these are things that, you know, the relationships that we build may not yield fruit for a month, two months, six years, 10 years plus, but we know that they yield fruit. However, we are focused on what's urgent and what's in front of us. And so, for example, if you're being asked to in the morning saying, hey, I want you to write five letters to past clients, just thanking them for their business, you know, hoping all is well, um, are you going to do that or are you going to open your inbox and look at the emails that just came in and start responding, right? We're driven more by the urgent activities rather than by the important activities. Um, so that's kind of – that ends up you know, where the rubber meets the road is, well, how am I going to spend my time today for something that might yield value in the next you know, couple hours or something that may yield incredible value two or three years out? If you don't already have your copy of the new Same Side Selling second edition, the one with the red cover, then visit samesideselling.com or go to any place books are sold. And if you do already have your copy, I would be amazingly grateful if you took the time to post an honest review on Amazon. Yeah, so it's it's the notion of are you chasing the shiny object? Are you chasing and pursuing what you know is part of a process you should be pursuing? Meaning the person who I'm following up with who says, hey, Ian, in 2020, we know we're going to want your help. Versus the versus the person who asked me a question about, hey, can we schedule a time to talk this Thursday? The reality is that the person for the 2020 opportunity may strategically be more important, but I can easily get distracted by what's at the top of my inbox. Exactly, right? I, I actually had this issue even when starting Contactually. I was running a consulting business at the same time, and Contactually nearly died multiple times in the first few months because you know this is this is a bigger bet that, as we clearly know, over you know um, with the recent acquisition, you know, has definitely paid off. But early on, well. You know, I could work on this contactually thing that you know may or may not work out, and if it does, it wouldn't work out for years and years from now. Or I've got this consulting project that you know, if I send them a bill right now, they'll pay me, you know, pay, pay me within thirty days, right? That that's definitely the the kind of struggle that we all face. Got it. Got it. And so another really good example that you know we we kind of often comes down to is you know people naturally necessarily you know spend a lot of time figuring out well who do I need to talk to and as you know in contextually that's really around setting up your buckets in the right way. Yep. Well, as you know, as humans, we kind of have this you know this desire to bring order to the chaos, and so when we're thinking about structuring our relationships, it's often built around organization, right? I want my past clients over here. I want my sales prospects over here. I want my family over here. I want my college buddies over here. I want my you know networking group over here, but that doesn't always necessarily line up with what's best for our business. So we t we talk about in the book this whole need for prioritization, not order. So what prioritizing means means thinking about, well, what are my business goals? Who are the types of people that fit into those business goals? And 
which are the people within those types that are most likely to be able to help me contribute to that business goal. So that – and when you look at that and if you were to put those lists side by side, yes, of course, there's a fair bit of overlap. But those lists end up being fundamentally different, right? I may meet amazing, amazing people for you know for lunch one day, but the truth of the matter is that they're most likely not going to be able to add any kind of value or contribute in any way to my overall career goals and I to them. And so those are people that, again, as interesting as they may be, as important as they may be, as many Twitter followers as they may have, let's face it, they're not going to drive the needle um, you know, over the long period of time and vice versa. Yeah. So, so for organizations who are – are trying to work on this relationship side and maintain these connections and build that that connection such that people when a need comes up gee you're top of mind what are, what are the two or three things they should be doing that can really move the needle yeah absolutely so i mean i think it's in start i i think it's the number one thing that you have to start off with is outlining your goals Right. And again, all of us know that well, we want to be better at relationships or be better at networking. Well, why? Like, what are you actually trying to achieve? And again, you know, some people just will say, you know, and we see this all the time when people sign up for Contactually. Well, you know, if you just say you want to network or keep in touch with people, well, what results would you be able to see over the next six to 12 months that will tell you you're doing a good job, right? Why are you willing to spend time with this, right? If this is just something to keep in touch with your college buddies, well, that's not going to be as important for you as some kind of business goal or career aspiration you have. And therefore, it's less likely that you're going to be successful with it. So we always make sure that the, everyone outlines their clear goals. Whatever it may be, just make sure you have something clear that will you'll be able to track and say, yes, I was able to achieve that. Does that make sense? Yep. So the first thing, outline your goals. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then obviously we talked about the prioritization aspect. Um, and then going back to this balance of the important versus urgent, um, the <laughs> It comes down to just very simple, basic things that are easy for you and I to talk about right now, but incredibly hard for people to actually implement and have the discipline around is block off time in your calendar, right? Um, and just make sure that you have that time set aside to be able to very, very clearly focus on building those relationships, um, on being proactive with the people that you want to engage with rather than reactive to people to people you're talking about. So – and within that, I mean, again, there's a plethora of different strategies that you can be able to fill out. Maybe you're the person that you know, writes five handwritten notes a day. Maybe you're the person that you know, randomly scrolls up and down your phone and just kind of you know, sends text messages saying, hey, just thinking about you. Maybe you're someone that you know, um, you know, finds the right gifts to buy for certain people and you're writing handwritten cards and dropping that off in the mail, it that's almost less important. What matters is you know the binary aspect of are you doing it or not? Yeah, you know what? I think it's so well said is that notion of are you doing it or not is really what it comes down to because people can have the best of intentions, but if they don't actually execute, it doesn't matter. I know that when I had Neen James on the show – Neen gave me this simple technique that I use and 
embarrassingly, I don't use it every single day. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, I got to do this every day. And I just don't have the discipline to do really anything every day, except maybe shower. That's about it. But um, but Neaton says, yeah, each day, write on a Post-it note. She says, don't use technology. Write on a Post-it note the three non-negotiable things you have to get done that day. Yep. And it sounds so simple, yet doing that makes me so much more productive than anything else. And you actually hit, and you actually hit on another really interesting point on the head, right? And you know, I'm not sure if you caught yourself, but when you were talking about the fact that you miss some days, um, you know, I think the the listeners could sense a little bit of shame in your voice, right? And it's a lot I think of that's shame. what everyone does, right? Right. <laughs> and the problem is, like, well, what do we do with things that we're shameful of, right? We sweep it under the rug, we avoid it. It just becomes yet another mess, and that's something I, I catch myself with all the time, right? You know, you plan to go to the gym every day and then you know you miss it for a day and you miss it for two days and three days and then you almost feel so bad about not going that you stop entirely um and i think you know the when it comes to that consistency aspect, right, we all have to be honest that we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall off the wagon as long as we're willing to pick ourselves up and say, you know what? Fine. I know I was supposed to send five handwritten cards every day for the past week while I haven't. So now that's 35 cards I need to write. Well, no. Why don't you just start off and do something simple, right? One card, right? Uh, send one text message to someone who you wouldn't have otherwise, right? You know, start very small and just kind of slowly pick up that habit. Um, I catch myself, and again, you know, it's easier for you and I to talk about. Incredibly hard to actually do, and I suffer the same thing from time to time. Yeah, and and I will tell you that the the tool. I mean, and this is keep in mind so people know, people know. I use Contactually. I pay for Contactually, so it's not like. Um, it's not like Z is a sponsor and um, or anything like that. It just I happen to use the product and it works really well for us. And it may not be the perfect thing for everybody. It fits our business really well. Um, that's where Contactually stays on top of me because very often we will have an A rating Contactually. And almost equally as often we will have a B minus rating Contactually because we're not following up on things or – We've got people categorized in a way that we probably shouldn't anymore and all those sorts of things. But nonetheless, we don't say, oh, it's a B minus. Well, then forget it. We're done. We just say, all right, we have to do a better job at this. And we kind of double down going forward. Yep, absolutely. No, that and that's a perfect that's a perfect way of perfect way of phrasing it. Um, the other thing that I think is pretty rela- pretty related to this is that you know we in the book um you know success in your sphere we talk about the capital strategy which lays through every kind of aspect of relationship building and the last l um is for leverage um and honestly contactually is really just a way of you know helping you gain better leverage right if you're able to you know, execute a, a relationship marketing strategy that you're really happy about and you're doing it all via spreadsheets or whiteboards or stacks of business cards on your desk or in your head, great, 
right? But think of like tools like Contactually or others as simply ways to you know to give you more leverage, right? So you know, Ian, you could you and your team could probably do everything you know in Contactually, um, you know, without you know without having the software. It may take a lot longer, right? And by taking a lot longer, that decreases the likelihood that you're going to be able to do it. But you know, we always you know, advise people to search to search for these things that give you a little bit of leverage, right? So for example, you know, if sending handwritten cards, you know, is an important thing, well, great. Maybe you could have, you know, sitting by your desk, you know, a number of stamped envelopes and cards ready to go. So literally all you have to do is write the address and write the contents of the card and great, you're off to go. Or, you know, maybe you buy, you know, 50 of Ian's latest book and, you know, have that sitting by your desk ready to go. So all you need to do is write a handwritten card and drop it in the mail. Um, I have you know, a list of, you know, of things that I find are really valuable and help me in my career that I have you know, on an Amazon list. So whenever I you know, want to send out a gift, all I have to do is you know, slack my virtual assistant and say, hey, can you send this gift to this person? Right? And she knows exactly what to do. So it's small little things like that that gain, allow you to gain an incredible amount of leverage. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, Z, where's the where's the best way for people to learn more about the book, where they can get success in your sphere, and also where they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to connect with me, um, as you know, there's probably only one Zvban in the world. Um, I'm trying. I'm already ranked on the first page of Google results for Zv. Um, I'm trying to kind of keep raising it. So maybe you know the book will help me get up there just a little bit. But you can just look for Zvban. I'm uh, at Skivas on Twitter, Zvban on Facebook. Um, but uh, the book, uh, the website is successisinyoursphere.com. That's just successisinyoursphere.com. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, thanks for sharing your insight, your wisdom, and uh, I have no doubt that this book will be a tremendous success. So congratulations. Thank you so much, Ian, and uh, thanks to your audience for, uh, for listening. I hope it was valuable to them. I have no doubt. Zvi has so much great information. Remember to check out his book, Success is in Your Sphere. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key information I think you can use and apply to your business right away. First, remember, when it comes to relationship marketing, don't be afraid to apply a process to it. It doesn't make it impersonal. It just makes it intentional. Make sure that you're not focused on getting it perfect, but instead recognize that when you don't get things right, it's just incremental steps towards improving what you're already doing. And I love this idea of prioritizing so that you're saying, first, what are your goals? And then what's important versus what's urgent? Because we often respond to what we think is important just because it's urgent or came up instead of focusing on the things we should be doing to grow our business. Remember, this show gets a direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic I should cover or a guest you think I should have on the program, drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.